In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. This Sunday setup will be a bit different, and the reason is because of what takes place this weekend. It's Palm Sunday, and that means Mass begins with the Gospel account of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, then continues with the first and second readings, which are actually the second and third readings, and then our passages from Scripture conclude with the lengthy Passion account of St. Matthew's Gospel. Since the Passion account we'll hear this Sunday is so long, a quick episode can't do it justice. And furthermore, the readings from Isaiah and Philippians are the same each year, so if you'd like to hear some background on those, you can listen to a previous Palm Sunday episode. That leaves us with just one passage to look at. Matthew, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. It's Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So while we normally try to tackle all three readings on a typical episode, today we're switching it up and we'll be using this entire episode to talk only about our first gospel passage. The passage begins by telling us that Jesus and his disciples drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. At this point in Matthew's Gospel, Passover is approaching and Jerusalem is swelling with pilgrims arriving to celebrate the feast in the holy city. It's estimated that at the time of Jesus, about 50,000 people actually lived in Jerusalem full-time, but the number of people in the city exploded to about 500,000 during major festivals. And there was no greater festival than Passover. Because Jerusalem didn't have enough holiday inns to accommodate half a million people, a large portion of pilgrims camped out on the Mount of Olives. It was something like the KOA of Jerusalem at festival time. And that's where Jesus appears to have stayed for the days leading into his passion, since St. Luke tells us that, after the Last Supper, Jesus withdraws to the Mount of Olives, as was his custom, and prays in Gethsemane. Well, before his prayer in the garden, however, Jesus is arriving into the city, and according to our gospel passage, sends out two disciples to find an ass tethered and a colt with her. Here we find a major discrepancy between gospel accounts of Palm Sunday. Mark, Luke, and John all recount that Jesus rode a single donkey into Jerusalem, but Matthew here describes that there were two donkeys, a donkey and a colt with her. What's going on with this? Well, the discrepancy finds its origin in a verse from the prophet Zechariah. Behold, your king is coming to you, a just savior is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. What Zechariah is using here is called parallelism, and it's widely common in Hebrew poetry and thus throughout the scripture. Perhaps a very well-known example would be one of the very first lines of Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, God, in accord with your merciful love, in your abundant compassion, blot out my transgressions. The author here is saying the same thing twice, just in two different ways. One, have mercy, God, and then two, blot out my transgressions. Zechariah uses parallelism in his vision of the king coming to Jerusalem. The king is arriving on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. But here's the thing. Because of the way Zechariah said this, there's a possibility for one donkey or two donkeys. And according to whichever source Matthew used as he wrote down his gospel, there were two donkeys Jesus asked for, according to Matthew. So does this mean that St. Matthew describes Jesus riding on two animals at once? (laughs) No. Although some medieval art humorously depicts Jesus on a platform saddled between two donkeys, and thus riding quite literally upon both of them. 
But the two-donkey theory begins to make more sense when we understand that a foal, a young donkey, needed to be broken in and introduced to work while its mother was at its side. This makes a pair of donkeys not all that uncommon. And if Jesus would go on a ride on a donkey, which never had been broken in before, having its mother at its side was very plausible. Now that we've trudged through all the talk of donkeys, we can continue to another important detail of the story that's often overlooked. The crowds acclaiming Jesus as the one who comes in the name of the Lord are from outside the city itself. The shouts of praise begin before Jesus has entered the city, and his retinue accompanies Jesus as he enters into the city. Some homilies are given that focus on how the same crowd which shouts Hosanna on Palm Sunday then shouts crucify him on Good Friday. But this is actually an incorrect reading of the text, since Matthew gives the impression that the average inhabitant of Jerusalem seems to have been unaware of Jesus, or at the very least, didn't know who he was by sight. Thus, towards the end of the passage, we see the city asking, Who is this? And the crowds reply, This is Jesus, the prophet, from Nazareth in Galilee. This whole scene of Jesus' arrival follows the standard protocol at the time for a dignitary's arrival into a city. It worked like this. A celebrity would be greeted outside the city with flattering praises, then walked into the city and parade. From there, the celebrity would go to the city's place of worship and offer sacrifice. We have records of Alexander the Great, Marcus Agrippa, and others being welcomed into cities in this manner, and Jesus' arrival follows suit, but only to an extent. Because, as he was known to do, Jesus breaks with social convention here. The verse immediately after our passage tells us that he did indeed go to Jerusalem's place of worship, the temple, but he goes there not to offer sacrifice like the rest of the celebrities, but rather to flip the tables of the money changers. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this Palm Sunday in year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.